Stanley Beck was a kind, gentle, thoughtful man. As hard as his wife could be, he was that soft. He was the safety valve when Grandma was too tough on Mom. Stanley was inquisitive, curious, and filled with wonder. These are lovely traits that he passed down to my mother. He was fair-minded, very slow to anger, and filled with respect for all people. In many ways, he was a typical grandpa. He owned the hardware store he'd inherited from his grandfather, who had started it in 1880. At the time, the hardware store was in a wagon, and it traveled. And Charles Ignatz Beck had come over here from probably Lithuania or another country in Eastern Europe and started this hardware store. And the interesting fact that we learned as kids was that because he was a traveling hardware salesman, he would bury his proceeds in various places along the Shunpike, the road that ran along the Turnpike. And when they began building the actual bridges in the 1930s, several of these hiding spots were probably buried over or dug up. We never knew. The landmark of South Orange was on South Orange Avenue, and it was known to almost everyone in the area between Newark and South Orange for years. Grandpa worked there along with his sister, a brother-in-law, and a few other relations. The shop was very successful, and people appreciated the small-town intimate environment that defined the store. Grandpa, at least for all of my recollection, walked to work each day from the beautiful home on West End Avenue to South Orange Avenue. The walk was about a half mile each way. And when my cousin Susie and I visited for our summer of working as stock girls in the store, he'd frequently take us out to lunch. This was a thrill. Stanley was known and loved by all of the luncheonette and delis, and we felt like princesses flanking him on either side. And he always took us to Gruning's Ice Cream Shop afterwards. He had lovely humor, and he shared it easily. One summer that I was going to work at the store, he wrote me a letter in his lovely script detailing how I would be remunerated. I would be docked for time spent flirting at the water cooler. Now, you need to know that I was flat-chested and 11 years old. He also said something about my wage would be nothing more than my rent. In translation, that meant zero dollars and zero cents. One year, I kept begging for a diamond ring for my birthday. I used to write letters to Grandma and Grandpa telling them how many months old I was and how many days left until my birthday. When the big day arrived, Grandpa presented me with a black box, little jewelry box. I knew it contained a ring. Imagine my dismay when I found out that it held a dime and a ring. The latter turned my finger green as it was made of some cheap metal. He laughed and laughed at his joke. Grandpa loved nature and always maintained a beautiful, productive vegetable garden. The Berkeley Heights house had a wonderfully designed garden in its spacious backyard. As a nature buff, Grandpa made lovely gifts. When I was about eight years old, we were living in Los Angeles, but Grandpa collected and dried and mounted an entire album of East Coast leaves that changed color in the fall. He knew I wouldn't get to see them, and he wanted me to have the autumnal experience. I remember the smell of those leaves, even today. He also learned to carve figures and faces in peach pits. This, I think, he learned from his cousin. Grandpa was a peacemaker, and I never, ever saw him get in Grandma Jenny's way. But I do know that when my mom was in need of psychiatric help, he went around Grandma and made sure that she got the support she needed. 
Dad was a medical resident at the time and was only earning a pittance and was home so little that Mom was really struggling. When Dad contacted Grandma for aid, he was told that, quote, we don't have mental illness in our family, close quote. Grandpa made sure that Mom was safe. And he was never a good driver. And I do remember a few harrowing trips on the 95. Whoa, Nellie. But he could always laugh at himself. And one day, he backed out of his driveway right into a tree. When Grandma asked how he could have done that, he smiled and said, It jumped right in my way. Rumor has it that although Grandpa was in the U.S. Navy, he never saw any action. Mom claimed that this was because he couldn't stay in his hammock. I'm not really sure that that's a reason for exemption. And maybe that was just one of Terry's truths. He did love to bowl. Grandpa was a very good bowler. And though I don't believe any of us grandkids matched his skill, he often took us bowling and made much over the occasional strike or spare. There are many more stories, but the main memory is that he was a wonderful, sweet man who lived with integrity, joy, and intention. Sadly, after he died, the hardware store fell into the hands of his nephew and eventually great nieces and was forced to close. It was a very sad chapter in our lives because Beck's hardware had been known for many, many years, and it was a source of pride and joy for the whole family. And as a former employee, I can say that I really miss it.